All men and women created by the... Go, you know the, the thing. We know the thing, Joe. It's time for the Buff Show. I bet you're as bright as you're good looking. Right, Joe. A great lineup today on the Buff Show. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Corn Pop and everyone else is welcome to call into the show. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Join the conversation. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Dashing through the snow. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome to the Buff Show. Matt Buff, your host. Glad to be with you. Merry Christmas, everybody out there. A lot of people on the road getting that Christmas shopping done. There's many of you going to wait till uh, probably next Wednesday before you're actually done at all. <laughs> so like me. Yes. There's my co-host, Brittany Walker, hashtag Blonde Patriot. Brittany, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. You feeling good after last night? Yeah, it was a great time. No, we didn't do the 2 a.m. thing, so that was good. <laughs> It was just a real old-fashioned, good old Christmas party. Gifts and everything. It was. It was a great time with all of the people who helped make this show possible. So Yes, and there's a lot of them. I, when I got the bill, I didn't realize how many people <laughs> helped make this show possible. But it's, it's, Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, though. It's worth it. <laughs> That's very good. We got a big announcement uh, about that, too, and we announced it last night and also on our social platform. So we're coming to you from AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer Orlando. Check us out on The Answer Orlando app and then also check out SalemNow.com for the new movies and videos they got on there. Check out that Herman Cain feature they have um, from hero to CEO. And then also visit us visit us on TheBuffShow.com. Going to be a lot of big announcements coming there. And Britt, we've been waiting for so long. Let's just say it right now. What's going on with The Buff Show? Well, we were lucky enough to come across a group of people that love the show, love what we're doing, and they said we want to help you guys grow and be more than just a our show on Saturday. So starting January 4th, The Buff Show will be uh, broadcasting Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 3 p.m. So we are very excited about this. Yes. Everything's in place. The legal documents, the contract, everything's done. We're ready to go for January 4th. And boy, do we have quite a lineup for you in January. Whole bunch of great guests like Kimberly Clasic, Roger Stone, whole bunch of different yep. people that you've heard on the show in the past and new people coming on the show that are leaders in this country from different areas of expertise. And Brittany, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. And now more than ever, we need strong conservative voices, um, you know, reporting news because right now and you see what's going on in the mainstream media. So people are looking for what we have to offer. So here you go, guys. We're here. Yes, we're here and we're ready to rock and it's going to be a great time. And I'll play the friends for friend song later because <laughs> that'll be good because we have a special guest in studio with this today. We had to get some announcements out of the way, so thanks for being uh, uh, patient with us. Philip S. Capro is it Caprao? Capro? How do we say that? It's Capro. Capro. So I was right the first time. You were right for the first time, yeah. Now, um, you're an attorney um, here in Orlando. Tell us about what kind of law work you do and and the consulting you do for uh, politicians. So I uh, do primarily commercial, real estate, corporate and business work, and I also do political and election work. Um, which means I have to give disclaimers because I'm a lawyer, right? So whatever we talk about today, I'm talking about as Phil Capra, the individual, with my own personal knowledge and opinions. I'm not talking on behalf of my law firm. I'm not talking on behalf of any of my clients. 
Okay, good. So that disclaimer's out there, and uh, hopefully we can hear it after every break. Because that was thrilling. Oh, I will, I will, I will try <laughs> to keep you excited with, with riveting disclaimers like that. Uh, you mean you're allowed to have your own personal views outside of work? <laughs> well, yes. I'm we, just kidding. We, we uh, yes. <laughs> That's good. Well, t- typically this is the season of glad tidings and the immaculate conception, but instead we had the 4 a.m. Uh, miracle on uh, November 4th. <laughs> yeah. And we mm. also had the immaculate deception. Mm. So let's start there with the um, whole. Uh, I've never seen an election this fraudulent in my lifetime. I mean, so many depositions, so many uh, testimony from people of all walks of life, normal people, UPS drivers, mail workers, just everybody, people on the inside of Dominion, voting systems, people everywhere, hundred and uh, just thousands of depositions, thousands of legal uh, complaints, and uh, we actually still have a docket in the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are, are misunderstood that um, the Trump team has lost debate uh, in court, but those aren't always, uh, in fact, the very few of those are actually Trump lawyers. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pennsylvania basically uh, uh, sued itself in that Texas lawsuit. So, Phil, tell us your thoughts on uh, the election of um, the re-election of Donald Trump as it was on election night, and then how suddenly it changed to Joe Biden the next day. Well, um, I know this is not going to surprise you because we've kind of talked about it a little bit. I, I don't necessarily think that. Um that the outcome is is wrong, and let's 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 take a step back. Uh, you have to understand first of all that politicians, at least in my opinion, I've never met a politician. I've worked with many of them. I've never met one that goes in with the idea of I'm going to try and make America a worse place than it is when I start. Right? Everybody goes in because they ultimately want to feel that it's a it's a better experience. They have a, a solution to whatever they perceive as a problem. I mean, can we can we both mm-hmm. agree with that? I, I cannot agree with that because Barack Obama's main premise was to transform America. That's not a, a premise of making it better. He wanted to change America into something else. Well, but he wanted to change it, but he didn't go in with the intention of hurting it's people. It's his idea of right. what's better, what's of what's yeah. best, and that's the problem here. Is that the the idea is misconstrued between parties. And it's on both sides. But if you look at the Democratic Party, they've gone so radical, they've gone so far left that what they are doing, I mean, let's just talk about abortion for a second, because most Democrats, I the first question I ask when someone tell me, tells me that they're a Democrat, I say, did, did you know that Democrats support late term abortion up to the day of birth? And they're like, what are you talking about? That's not a thing. I said, yes, it is. You can go to any abortion clinic right now in Florida. And it's a thing. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's a real thing. And so they've just gone radical, right? It's a progressive agenda that just keeps getting worse and in their minds they think it's improving society so they're not acknowledging that that stuff is not better for america that's just their belief system of what they perceive as a good thing for society but it's not proven to be better for america well how can you prove a perception right i mean it's your perception your perception is yours my perception is mine if i think that the the way to make america a more responsible society a better society sure. a more inclusive society to do certain things then that's going to become my platform and here's the real problem um we kind of lost our way politically when we decided to conflate uh, social issues with fiscal and 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 governance type issues i agree with that and so we look at like the republican party and listen i'm i'm a card-carrying republican i'm part of the Republican National Lawyers Association. I'm part of the Republican Jewish Coalition. I've voted Republican for many, many, many years. Uh, I was even under under my Bolts uh, jersey here. I even have my 2016 delegation shirt because I was a I was a, a an alternate delegate in 2016. Sure. 
But what we have to understand is my conversation has always been stay away from the social programs. Talk about the fiscal responsibility because you cannot win when people have such a wide spectrum of opinions. Uh, and the social programs, vaccinations, masking, mm-hmm. um, you know, abortion, uh, same-sex marriage, all of those things together, um, those are ways to lose battles. And that's what, what, as a party, a lot of the time, in my personal opinion, we've done. We've lost our own yep. battles because we've fought ones that we shouldn't be fighting at those levels. You know, we talk about Republicans being all about independent rights and, and, and local government, but we have a, a national scale where we're trying to deal with abortion. Well, how are we telling people what to do with their bodies or what to do in their bedrooms or what to do, you know, who they can and cannot be married to, and at the same time say, but we believe you have a right to, to, to your own stuff and government shouldn't be interfering with that. Can I say three things, and then I'll go right to you. Three things. Uh, one, when you ask, how can you judge a perception on a platform? You can because socialism has failed in every country it's been tried mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And when you see their agendas very similar to those of a Venezuela, that's a problem. Number two, on abortion, that's not their body. That's they're killing somebody mm-hmm. else. And number three, it's not about the marriage of between people. It's about redefi- de- redefining what marriage is. And my that's just my opinion on the third one. Go ahead, Brittany. So I just want to answer those three things right you there. You know, on, on the marriage topic, I am a little bit more in the middle because I will be honest, I don't think the government should tell anybody who they can marry. I mean, I once again, that goes back to government trying to overstep and control someone's lifestyle in their life. And um, you know, I just, I, as far as like the LGBT in the marriage thing, like, I feel like if Republicans would just t- would just come off of that a little bit and, and, you know, come off of the like super far right pro-life, which is like absolutely no abortions. Well, you do have to take in consideration people who get raped by their siblings, people who get raped by family members. Like, so I, like I am in the middle on certain issues like that, but Overall, if you look at the two parties, um, you know, the Democrats, like I said, they've gone uh, on both of those, you know, items. They've gone very radical. And even on the LGBT LGBT side, like transgenderism wasn't even something that was a a thing, you know, 10 years ago. And now we're, you know, you look at old Navy commercials and Gap commercials and they are actively promoting transgenderism in, you know, all of these ads. And it's something that um, they're so what it's called societal conditioning is what they're doing. They're conditioning society to accept it. Well, the next step after that is pedophilia. And I don't care what anybody says. Look what happened in California during this COVID crisis where um, they made it uh, basically legal to have sex with someone if you're um, above age, as long as they're uh, 15 or, or over. So you don't have to be 18 anymore. So there's, it's it's a slow progression and that's why they get away with it because people don't see that, that it, it takes years to get to their ultimate desired outcome. Well, absolutely. And on those agendas that they're on, they're relentless. The mm-hmm. re- One thing we respect about the Democrats and the left is how strong, united they are. And they fight very hard to get what they do accomplished, uh, to get what they want accomplished, whereas Republicans are the first to cower. Republican leadership, just like this election, uh, Mitch McConnell wants to stay away from it when there's viable evidence. I mean, they did a witch hunt on Trump for three and a half years on a phony Russia collusion, and now we've got witnesses and whistleblowers and evidence everywhere, and they don't even want to take a look at it? I mean, we're asking people to just take a look at it. Well, so let's talk about that for a second, because the last four years we did say, you know, hey, um, there was no collusion. There was no evidence of interference. There was none of that stuff. And now suddenly we're shifting gears. Right. And they were saying, oh, wait a minute, let's forget about that last four years. Now we're talking about the next four years. And because things didn't land the way that we would have hoped that they would, perhaps uh, we're, we're now we're now identifying all things that 
may or may not be verifiable, right? You're, you're trying to, you have to disprove no, something. Well, the Russia stuff, they did all these investigations, mm-hmm. and, you know, we were like, if you find something, great. But they never found anything. They even had a hearing, and they admitted they never found anything. And that was a stupid argument to say Donald Trump's a Russian agent. What we have here on an election yep. is ballots with the very same signature. We have a, a, a specific number of illegal votes counted in uh, Nevada. We have over 200,000 that are specifically yep. categorized as non-legal votes in Wisconsin. I yep. mean, we have these all segregated, and it's just the evidence is right there in there's, front of you. <laughs> there's too much for anybody with any ounce of common sense to say it was a fair and free election. It's the, it, there's just too much. I mean, I remember in the very beginning, because I have a, a big following in Arizona, where there was actually people in my in my audience who were affected by this because they were given Sharpies at the at the polling place instead of a pen. And, you know, the ballot clearly states that you can't use Sharpies. I mean, Sharpie gate is a real thing. And you can look up the hashtag on Twitter. It was trending for about a week after the election. Just starting there. You know, I almost completely forgot about that because there's been so much since. It's just how can you look at everything that's coming out and say... Well, because it's not the desired outcome, no. You know, it, even Democrats are like, I, I have friends that are Democrats that are like, yeah, something's not right here. You know, it's, it's to me, it's just common sense. You well, know? Let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think Biden is the most popular presidential candidate in history? Do you think that he was legitimately elected when Trump won all the bellwether states? Heading into election night, it was over. And then all of a sudden, those dump trucks roll in. You Do you see no problem? You say you see no problem with any of this stuff. I did not say that. What I, listen. <laughs> There has never, to the best of my knowledge, I know of no election that is perfect. Mistakes happen, right? Certain things happen from time to time. The question is, did it happen at a level where it would have changed the outcome, right? Because if, if, even if it happened, but it didn't change the, or it wouldn't have changed the outcome, it, it no longer, it, it, it's, it's, it's a non-thing. Take us to break. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll end here. So um, it did change the outcome because Antrim County, or Antrim County, uh, Michigan, first uh, was awarded to Biden and then later was overturned to Trump. So if that's happening in one county, we need to take a look at every county across the board in these swing states that are up for negotiation. So with that, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk more election, more COVID and all that good stuff. Can't wait for the COVID talk. Oh, me too. <laughs> we'll stay with us on the Bump Show. <laughs> A boring website can make your company look really bad. (sighs) Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at JJCMarketingSolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool and 
enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance, and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. They've got two locations to serve you, one in Sanford, the other in DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call them at 386-516-6185. That's Cellulartronics.com or call them at 386-516-6185. Cellulartronics. In 1961, W. Cleon Skousen, former FBI agent and author of international bestseller The 5,000-Year Leap, released The Naked Communist, detailing the 45 specific goals necessary to undermine America and replace our Judeo-Christian heritage with godless Marxism. America in Peril, Buzzsaw Media's explosive documentary brings to light just how close we are to losing our great republic. See for yourself how far the left has gone to change our country, and not for the better. You must see America in Peril on YouTube today. Watch it and share it with Every American patriot you know. America in Peril from Buzzsaw Media. Available on YouTube. Merry Christmas from the Buff Show. No hackers, please. The new AM 950. FM 94.9. The answer. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the Buff Show. It is going to be a happy new year as the Buff Show goes prime time. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We're going to have a great time. Matt Buff in studio. My co-host, Brittany Walker, having a fun discussion. Hashtag Blonde Patriot. <laughs> you threw it in there. You got it. <laughs> Our special guest in studio, Philip Capro. And we're talking about... All these things with the election. We want to get onto the COVID stuff before, uh, and maybe in the next half hour. But um, you just were saying um, when when we were in the break there, you're talking about how the signature verification typically happens, right? And I can't speak about how things happen outside of the state. I really can talk about what happens in Seminole County because that's where I where I live and where I work, and that's where I help with the elections. Um, the process. For a signature to get through to a point where it's counted and the signature is not verified means it's been submit. So say you, you have a, a vote by mail ballot. When it comes in, it gets first. The first thing it does is it goes through a machine that scans your signature and matches it against your most recent driver's license signature. If it's remote, not remotely close, it will dump off and it'll, it'll raise a flag. Well, then it gets hand checked by, by, supervi- by, by one of the elections supervisor workers. And they are looking at all of your signatures from over over the course of time in history to see if it's a match or not. And after that, if they still can't tell, it goes in front of a canvassing board, which is made up of people, at least in Seminole County, of both parties and NPAs. And they are looking at it, and they have to go through a training. And they identify whether they can see something that looks like a 
verifiable signature or not. So now you've got it. You have a check and balance on multiple levels. So for somebody to be able to get, and you're a, talking about Florida. I'm talking about Seminole County. Seminole County, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not speaking for them, but I'm talking about them, right? Because I already mentioned I can't speak on behalf of any of my clients, and I can't speak on behalf of my law firm. I'm talking on behalf of myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Florida is now the gold standard on how to standard on how to hold an election. Ironic on that's how that a, That's a long cry yeah. from where we were in 2001. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's really a very good system. Um, I watched all the briefings with um, Chris Anderson, the supervisor of elections in Seminole County, because that's where I live and work, too. The voting... In, in Seminole County, and from what I hear, I mean, we really cleaned house in 2018. We've really worked hard in this state to, f- to make sure our voting is where it needs to be. And that's why I, Biden didn't have a chance in Florida because, I mean, it wasn't, it, you can't cheat here. Same with Ohio. They have very strict uh, policies in place in Ohio, too. You can't steal our elections. We are one of the swing states, but we took steps in the last 20 years to make sure you cannot steal an election here. So let's look at let's look at Seminole County for just a minute, right? Because sure. um, throughout the election cycle, I was telling people, and I, I've heard others, including the supervisor, uh, mention that Seminole County really is the bellwether for the country in the sense that we are here in the middle of the I-4 corridor, which has historically mm-hmm. been that turning point, and we are... We're a purple. We're a purple county at this point. Yeah. You know, the it, uh, at election time there was like less than a thousand vote difference between registered Republicans and registered Democrats. Which, by the way, you talked the other day about how or earlier you talked about how Democrats are, are you know re, you know just relentless. Uh, it's admirable. They have a better ground game than, than the Republicans do. There's yes, no they question. Do. Yeah. And, and they we are, agree they, on that. They have they have they have figured out how to make uh, technology work for them. Because mm-hmm. I have to tell you, as a Republican, I get probably 12 to 15 texts a day asking me why I haven't signed up yet or why I haven't done this yet. Sure. And it gets old and annoying. And if, if, if true. The, yeah. we need a better way to, to, to get to that, but that's a conversation for another day. Maybe you can have me back. We can work through that. But for today, what I would tell you is we are a purple County. We are the bellwether of the nation. And lest we all forget what happened here in Seminole County, Biden won in Seminole County. First time that Seminole County went blue since 1942, uh, right? I believe it was 42. Which is um, a really big red flag, in my opinion, because, I mean, and, like... It's, a, it's actually a blue flag, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blue flag. No, we like to stick to red over here. So, really big red flag, because Seminole County has, you know, been red since 1942, and then all of a sudden you see Seminole County go red down the ballot for every other candidate, and then they go blue for president. So what does that tell you? What it tells me, for Same one. For Florida. Yeah, <laughs> but it tells me, and I know I know this from personal experience, I know this from personal connections, that the Republican Party in Seminole County has done a really poor job of supporting the president. In fact, a lot of them, I, w- I would even venture to say that over 50% of the Republicans in local office in Seminole County are never Trumpers, and they, they didn't vote for Trump. I'm I'm willing to to venture out and say that because I know from from going to to meetings and speaking to these people, getting to know them, you know, networking, they don't like Trump. And so um, to me, I think it represents very poor Republican leadership in Seminole County. But I want to finish that point, too, because you're talking about Seminole County and it's very close in that election. And, you know, we'll give the county to Biden. But overwhelmingly, Trump won the state way bigger by a bigger margin than he even did in 2016. The excitement for this president across the nation was huge. And you had six cities try to alter uh, an election in uh, states where Trump did very well. I mean, you're talking about 74 million votes. 
And uh, that's first time in history that an incumbent actually increased his vote tally and didn't win. Well, and, and that's because there were more people that actually chose to vote this time around than ever before in history, right? And so to say that this is the most popular vote in history or this is the most, well, yeah, the most people were, were impassioned enough and, and you know, um, desirous enough to have their voice heard. But I think going back, you can't miss the point that Seminole County is a bellwether for the country is representative of that. There were a lot of Republicans that said, you know what, um, we tried, we tried to have Trump and we, we maybe love his administration, maybe we love his, his, his agenda, but we can't take the constant ongoing attack. There has to be a better way. And so they didn't support him for one reason or another. Well, and I, I, I can tell you right now, there's only one reason that they wouldn't. If they are a true constitutional conservative, a true Republican, it's because they are totally misunderstanding of, of Trump and his agenda. And, you know, and, and you know what? G- guess what? If people don't vote for Trump because of his personality, they should not be allowed to vote because they obviously it, right. they don't have enough intelligence to know who to vote for anyways. If you vote for someone based on personality to run a country, good luck. You know, because you know what? He's not a career politician. But if you expect career politicians to come in and fix the mess in government, it's like expecting cancer to come in and cure cancer. Like you have you you have to bring someone in from the outside who understands business, who understands the economy, understands the people, understands what they want and actually listens to them. Bring a person like that in and they're going to cause a lot of disruption in D.C. And then you have this spiral effect where everyone just points to him for causing it. Well, yeah, because he's stirring things up and doing the right thing for the people. Not for the politicians. Well, when we get rid of the fraud, and we're talking about the actual voter, even the mail, mail-in voter in Florida, but that doesn't say that ballot harvesting didn't happen. I mean, pristine ballots coming in. I mean, that is the problem all over the country is the ballot harvesting and these just, I mean, they run in the couch in Georgia and had all those ballots under the couch, and then they run them through the, th- the machine, and you're telling me they're 100% Biden. The election laws being changed after Election Day to allow people to come in and uh, put in ballots after Election Day, that happened all over the country. They're, the the mail-in ballots, even the legal ones, was a real problem because, like we said, the Democrats are relentless. They were going door-to-door. They were getting those ballots filled out. They were, and the Republicans were still stressing vote in person. Person. So when you can collect a whole bunch of ballots of people that didn't have any intention of voting, you're going to have problems. Well, and and interestingly enough, vote by mail, historically, the Republicans had a, a, a good, at least locally, a, a good lead on. And then you would see during early voting, it went down a little bit. And then they would catch up on Election Day. Yeah, absentee here, ballots. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here, we got you know this mm-hmm. cycle because we had a president that said, don't trust the system. Um, we had people that didn't trust the system and they didn't send in their votes and we got we that's how we got killed on vote by mail. Well, and even <clears throat> some of that was legal. I'll give you that. There was the major problems that we're talking about is separate from that because in Florida you count those those mail-ins before Yeah, weren't we is this we were correct? fully count counted, those, right? You count those before you count the ma- the day up. They are put in they are they are put in as they come as they come in, right? They're put into a machine after they go yes. through the canvassing. And but um, there's but they are not tall- but they are not tallied until seven o'clock at night on election day. Right, but not, they're not tallied later. Correct. There's deadlines for when they even have to be The in. first returns. They are part of the first returns. That's right. Um, when you have that system, mail-in ballots aren't going to overwhelm you because you have deadlines. You have to have them in by a certain day. Florida had their race called. They, Ron DeSantis, our governor, said he could have had this thing called by 730. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's kind of hard because they still have the whole panhandle, which goes an hour behind us. But yeah, you know, maybe uh, well, I think Florida was one of the first states that counted all the votes, right? I'm pretty sure we were bored the first, actually. We had it done by 10 o'clock news time. <clears throat> well, but you still have other votes to trickle in even after Election Day, just by nature of our of our statute. Wow, that went by fast. I know. It keeps going by fast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got a hard break here. Philip, great conversation. Brittany will pick this up more. We're going to talk some COVID stuff. Enjoy your Christmas shopping on The Buff Show, 407-774-8255.